Hello and welcome to week eight of the Punt Return Podcast. I'm joined, as always, by, by Mr. Woot. How you going, buddy? Yeah, good, good, good. And good. also by D3 Data Daryl. No, 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 no Daryl this week. Sorry, I've been misinformed. Uh, Daryl is currently what? How far? How high does a plane fly for international flights? Like five thousand feet above? I'm pretty sure sea level it at the flies moment. far higher than yeah, whatever, five thousand feet. However, it is it's like fifteen thousand feet. Fifteen thousand. I don't even know. It's he's. I'll he's, Google it. Google knows. He's, he knows all. He's high as a kite right now, Daryl, and he's also on a flight. <laughs> he's high as a plane. <laughs> he's pretty high. Um, but yeah, no, he's traveling overseas, uh, today, so it's just me and you. It's just me and you, mate. Um, well. Finally alone. <laughs> finally. Alright. No, no. <laughs> the traditional flight altitude is 35,000. 35. Oh, it was a little bit off, though, you know. Um, sorry. Mm. My flight simulations, they're around the 5,000 mm-hmm. meter. But, uh, yeah. You're no, flying those Malaysian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Very, very bad joke from, uh, from you there, Woot, but, uh, I don't mind it. I don't mind it. It's not bad. Not bad. Um, anyway, so no Daryl, but before we get into punt return business, uh, trade week. Uh, we've had a couple of trades. Uh, Amari Cooper, just quick thoughts on, on Dallas trading a first for Amari. Um, first, a bit rich. I do find he's a good, uh, he's a good talent, but yep. uh, I don't know. First round for a couple of seasons where we haven't seen great stuff. Yeah. That's, yeah. Like the player, like the fit, don't like the value. Yeah. I think that's a fair assumption across the board. Credit to Oakland on getting a first um, in complete rebuild mode. Um, if I had to give you a question quickly right now, Derek Carr, will he still be on the Raiders when they go to Vegas? Yes. I'm going to lean no. I don't think... It feels like they're going to go a different direction. I don't know. It feels like they may shop him around, potentially. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing the Jaguars trade for Carr. Mm, I don't think he's that much of an upgrade over Bortles. That's how far Derek Carr slid in many books. Um, I didn't highly rate him to begin with. but uh, yeah. When he when he started, it, similar to Dak, how they just had a great offensive line yeah. and everything, you mm, know. True. Things around them were better. Yeah. There was just, there was hype at that time. Yep. Definitely. All right. Anyway, uh, week eight of the punt return. So week seven uh, last week, probably our worst week uh, for tips given out on the uh, podcast. Uh, so far this season, uh, both you and I had a losing week. Uh, Daryl was three and two on the podcast, um, but the model did move around a lot later in the week. So although Daryl kind of had not a lot of plays for us uh, on the uh, Thursday night uh, before Friday morning, uh, by Sunday and Monday morning, um, a lot of those plays turned to orange and uh, they did pretty well, I think. Uh, they went 8 out of 10 on the Monday and 9 from 12, including Thursday. In uh, They're all orange smileys. No uh, no green smileys with the sunglasses on um, if you are paying attention uh, to the Stats Insider website. If you're not, um, green means very, very good play. It's worth a couple of units, and orange is just sort of a single play mm-hmm. um, off their system. Um, so, yeah, 3-2, and two, not a great week for us. Lock of the week was no good. Um, but the over 57 and a half rule, it lives on because that total actually jumped 56 and a half. Beautiful. So the, uh, the dream lives on. It. The dream lives on it. It moved to 56 and a half about a half an hour before kickoff. So the dream lives on there. Um, we were, so weird. we were very Such unlucky still. Thing. Like we should, we should have gone over like there was very little garbage time points, mm-hmm. um, from the Bengals and the Chiefs for that matter when, uh, we've seen, Plenty of backdoor covers. Oh, but there was plenty by the Panthers, wasn't there? Yeah, <laughs> and plenty by the Titans. Plenty by the Giants, who cost us a, a lot of plays. Um, we did kind of tiptoe around potentially under 41.5. Houston Jags is the lock of the week. 
Um, but you uh, deviated, so it's all your fault that we're now four and three on the season with locks. That's fine. So we're going to blame you. Um, so look, it was an unlucky week, but we've talked about kind of the randomness of the NFL as a whole in terms of looking at team season, a few bounces of the ball, a few flags, a fourth down conversion to Torrey Smith is the difference between winning a game or losing a game or finishing sort of 10 and six or, or, or seven and nine from a season. And I think a lot of that last week was evident. I think uh, very little separated, separated the Bucks and the Browns, the Chargers and the Titans, the Saints and the Ravens, Cowboys and Redskins, and then the Panthers and, and Eagles as well. So, you know, if you'd taken all the wrong sides of that, you'd be kicking your toes at a losing week. But, you know, just to flip of the coin, you could have had a very, very good week. Mm-hmm. So hopefully we'll bounce back uh, in week eight. It's a, it's a given. Uh, We're like bottles in London. <laughs> what was more surprising, uh, you think, from, from a you know, perspective in late in those games, the Cam Newton 21 point in the fourth quarter comeback or Justin Tucker missing an extra point? Hmm. I don't know. Uh, Cam Newton isn't exactly clutch. He's not. He's the kind of guy that gets out in front and then just puts his foot on your throat kind of thing and mm. then just goes hype. But yep. yeah, Tucker, Tucker missing well, a kick. They came, they came within a whisker last year when they played you guys and they mm-hmm. fell short on those fourth downs. This time they converted. So, uh, I don't know what to believe in anymore when Justin Tucker's missing extra points. It's his first ever miss. So yeah. No, I reckon the Ravens should cut him and. <laughs> allow him to uh, slide to, you know, Adam Vinatieri's a bit banged up. Maybe we can go from Vinny to to Justin Tucker. Um, anyway, last week's results: Bears plus Bears plus three in the money line came inches away from a win for Daryl. Under on Tampa Bay and Cleveland game hit despite overtime, and we were unlucky on that. Me and you, uh, the the Browns blew two red zone opportunities, fumbles from Baker Mayfield. Um, under Classic f- Baker. Under forty one and a half, comfortably won for Jags Texans as we touched above. Uh, San Fran, they'll never in that game against the Rams, unfortunately for the model, uh, no good there. And KC, um, loved minus six, so they looked very, very good. So three and two from Daryl, um, on the punt return last week. Uh, we had it, we put the L in London with the Chargers failing to cover. Um, they, they put up 20 points though in seven possessions, and that was without Melvin Gordon, and they yeah. still didn't cover. Did you back out when Gordon got ruled out? Yeah, I wouldn't have, yeah. yeah. Definitely, I agree there. I, I they left it late. They, they, it kind of came out of nowhere too. Yeah, yeah. Gronk was the same as well. By the way, still won the fantasy with him in the lineup. With Gordon in the lineup. With Gordon in the lineup. I lost mine. I forgot. I left Jack Doyle in my lineup. That's a these are rookie fantasy errors. Yeah, um, we shouldn't be doing that as savvy vets. But uh, yeah, we couldn't we couldn't beat that total. No, in the it, was, it was like a it was like a mind game with uh, Shawnee. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've in in that league, I've scored the most points, and I'm four and three. It's unbelievable. Right. Aren't I aren't I below you and I've like scored no, the no, next I think amount? You, I think you're in front of me now. But you started like zero and three, but you had, you scored well, I think. But anyway, uh, your lone victory last week uh, was the Pats minus three again, but that came within whiskers of, of also losing. Uh, you're probably feeling comfortable at the Eagles minus four and a half up seventeen in God, the league. That was a cash out option. Yeah, cash out. Uh, my other win was forty one and a half Texans Jags, and I also had the Browns plus three and a half, but. Um, Atlanta's backdoor cover just kind of signified the... Right uh, next to each other, you and me. Yeah, we? Yeah. First and second highest score on the same record. Yeah, unbelievable. Uh, yeah, so the Atlanta cover, we just sort of signified our luck last week, uh, the backdoor cover there from the Giants. Let's look ahead to week eight, um, but before we do... 
Looking for a bit of a leg up on the punt this weekend? Or you love your NFL, but you're not sure what the value is? Get a sneak peek with Stats Insider's free subscriptions. With featured games each day to give you the boost over the bookmakers. Head to statsinsider.com.au and start your free trial today. Always gamble responsibly. Week 8, Atlanta, Dallas, Tennessee, and the Chargers have the bye. So we've got a reduced slate. And tomorrow, blockbuster game, uh, second second straight week of blockbuster uh, Second, sorry. Did I stutter? Two weeks in a row now we've had Easy words. barn burners for Thursday Night Football. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had Arizona-Denver, absolute blockbuster game. Now we've got Miami at Houston. Um, surprisingly, two, four, and three teams here. Um, Houston, despite being... Uh, Against the four and three teams, seven and a half point favorites. Total is forty four and a half. Woot, uh, do you have a play and any thoughts on this game? No, it, it's a difficult game to pick. I still, well, we're 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 into the eighth week, and I still don't know what to think of Miami. I've got no. I still idea. don't know what to think about Houston either. Yeah, but uh, just I think Houston are in that. You can clearly tell they're in a limbo stage. Like they just don't know. I think they know that Deshaun Watson will be their quarterback for the next few years, at least. And, you know, with him trying to find his feet, he's not going to see the kind of form that he did last year in those, you know, handful of games that he played. Yep. Um, yeah, but I think they were hanging their hat on um, J.J. Watt and Clowney and that to be just like a ferocious defense that just hasn't exactly happened. Well, it, it did last week. I feel like they finally had their best game, their, their defense, their, their stout defense. I just don't know what to think of their attack and their O-line. Their O-line only allowed one sack last week, but I feel like that's a blip in the radar. When you look at them on paper, they've been one of the worst teams in allowing pressure and quarterback hits, and it's the reason Deshaun Watson's so banged up, and it's the reason they had to take a bus. Um, to their game because of the air pressure they're worried about to Sean Watson. So they've had to take a bus back to Houston. How does that affect it? Um, well, that's, I'm not sure what the nature of the injury is, but that's what's been reported is they had to take a bus to and from games lately because of Deshaun Watson. But he's fine to play football and take hits, which is just football, man. It's crazy. Uh, the total 44 and a half. Um, all right. So looking at this from a model perspective, we're filling in for Daryl here. Um, you can head to statsinsider.com.au and check all of that out and just sign up. As you said, there's a free day, a three free five day trial. Mincing my words here. Uh, all right. So Daryl likes plus seven and a half here. It's one of the biggest plays in recent weeks. Um, and Miami were a big play in week one or two. He's recalling against Tennessee, um, and they did them very good favors there. Um, there's a small play as well, a five percent edge and an orange smiley on Miami at the head to head. Um, but a 9% green play here on Miami plus 7.5. I like Miami plus 7.5 as well. While all the trends kind of point towards Houston, um, it is still Brocktober. Um, and I thought Osweiler played pretty decent in their loss last week. And I just, just think that total, that line is too high. I think it's going to be a low-scoring sort of slugfest here. Um, and I think Miami can cover the spread here. And, and Daryl agrees. Um, and the model agrees there. So, yeah, we, we're both on Miami plus 7.5. Uh not so keen, or I'm just indifferent. I think the total's a bit awkward. I mean, that line's a bit awkward. I just no, I don't know to, more to make it of the teams themselves. Yeah, I do think Houston's defense is the best unit in the game, but I don't know. Thursday night football is a weird thing, so yeah, I, I like Miami plus seven and a half. If it goes to flat seven or under seven, then I'm definitely out. It's all about that that seven and a half number there as to the reason why we like this. Like that play. All right, moving on. Philly, minus three. It's technically at Jacksonville, but it is in London. 
um, as a neutral venue, although the Jags generally have a sort of a hometown vibe um, in London. The total is 42. Uh, the model has this 23 to 19 to Philly. Um, so Daryl has that as a pass pretty much. What are your thoughts? Um, I'm passing as well. I do like Philly, but I'm not going to bet against the Jags in London. Yep. Uh, 0% across the board. So the model is definitely just flat out past, like not even a 1% or 2% edge at all in that game. I like Philly minus 3. Um, both teams are really desperate for a win, so I guess it comes down to who's more desperate, but I just think Philly are a better team. I mean, they held the Panthers and, and Cam Newton scoreless for three quarters in that game. Over the last three weeks, Jacksonville are minus 20.7 in average score margin, which is last in the NFL. And I think Carson Wentz has played really well since coming back. I feel like this is now like, is it his fourth start, Josh? Mm. Or fifth start? He missed two or three weeks? Two weeks. Yeah, so he's got a 10 to 1 in touchdown interception ratio. I just Maybe think. He missed three weeks. I don't yeah. know. Like, and, and the Eagles, they're the fourth team in the Super Bowl era to lose after being up 17 in the fourth quarter at home. It's kind of a, a rare occasion that happens. And I just think the Jags are in disarray. And I know when it's reported, and teams can normally bounce back from all those reports and, and sh- as, a sh- as a sign of strength and unity, they put it all together. But I do feel like the Eagles are kind of backed into a quarter, into a corner as well. Um, Peterson's kind of shrugged off a lot of the criticism. Do you think he's handled it well? Um, yeah, to be honest, I do. Uh, he he said some weird things, but at the same time, like having to kind of come up with a new reason each week. But yep. you know when it's like it's literally the same reason every week. However, you can't keep saying the same thing every yep. week, so they just start talking crap. <laughs> That's and, where I think we're to at. To me, like these losses, it's like they've lost three of their last four games coming up short each time by four points or less. So these are really like coin flip games. So even if two went that way, there'd be nothing to worry about. You'd be five and two and and you'd be probably favored by nearly a touchdown in this game. So I do think you should be favored by a lot more. Um, And I do think Jags defense now the last couple of weeks, they've given up an average of 30 points a game. So I think uh, the Eagles can take advantage of that and um, their O-line as well. I I don't know. I'm scared of Bortles. Bortles in London? No one knows I think Bortles, Bortles he's never lost over there. Undefeated never loves. He's undefeated in every country except the United States, I think, is the fact that uh, Bortles facts always relies on. All right, Cleveland at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh minus eight. The total is 51. What have you got? I like the Cleveland. You like the Cleveland? Brown Why? That's thing. a terrible word. Um, I like him plus eight, pretty much. I like the eight. Okay. Number eight, our lucky number. Um, I mean, they got... The, they started off, I mean, we're looking at the Browns now as a, they're having a good season despite them not going that great, Yep, wouldn't you say? They're, they're having a good season by Cleveland Browns. Exactly standards. right. So yep. we're just looking at them and like any other year, we'd be like, oh, this team's struggling. But everyone's like, oh, bloody Browns are going gangbusters this year and they're really not that great. Their defense has been great. They're second in DVOA, but they're 30th and 31st in offense and special teams in DVOA. So they are still in that bottom tier of teams, but it is a division game. Eight points is a lot. They did have that draw with yeah, and so that in week one. The whole, you know, this whole great season by Cleveland standards started with the, the Pittsburgh and I think Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh, the Steelers. And even though the Steelers, you know, might be looking for revenge, there's just this weird uncertainty about Pittsburgh the mm-hmm. whole season. Yep. And this whole Le'Veon Bell thing still hanging around and everything like that. So, I mean, look, I still think 
Pittsburgh is going to win, but I just think it could be a nail-biter. Okay. I, I don't really have a feel for this. I'm kind of leaning the opposite way. I feel like Pittsburgh's just going to come out and hammer them, potentially. I just think all these overtime games are going to have to catch up with Cleveland soon. They've essentially play, played an extra game of football with four overtime games. They haven't had a bye yet. Cleveland are, uh, Pittsburgh are well-rested after their bye, so I just feel like it could work at home. But uh, the eight is just a touch too high, I think. But um, Daryl has Pittsburgh by eight exactly. Um, the model has it, has it uh, to, actually it's got it by seven now, 29-22. Um, so they have Cleveland winning 3% more. If it gets to seven, which I don't think it will, but yep. if it does, pull out. Pull out, yeah. So they have Cleveland winning 3% more than the market suggests. So he says here, if you were betting Kelly, which is some sort of the math. Kelly criterion. Yes, there you go. That's a fancy math data, Daryl data thing. And I know you're aware of it, but... Uh, I wasn't too, but I started reading up on it. It was a lot of numbers. It was interesting, but yeah, so they're saying it would be a very small play on the money line here for the Browns. So you're kind of in agreement. Um, all right, Kansas City are hosting the Denver Broncos. The line is 10 points. Total is 55. I think we're all passing across the board here. Yeah. Um, Mahomes and the Chiefs, are, you know, are flying. Mahomes is probably the leading MVP candidate right now. Would you agree? Mm-hmm. Uh, who would be second on your list? I think Drew Brees Girly. for me. Okay, you got Gurley? I got Drew Brees. No, I like Drew Brees. I like the Saints. Yep. I like the you Saints. You picked Drew Brees to be MVP at the start of the yeah. season, our preview. Part. All right, I picked Drew Brees. No. <laughs> no, I just, uh, I, even this Saints team, the, their defense slowly needs to come along just a little bit more, just a tad. Yep. I feel like they've been progressing a bit. They've, they've started to be quite good against the run. I think yep. they're averaging like 2.8 yards per carry to opponents, so that's pretty good. It's just easy to pass on them. So. You know when, like, I feel like it happens every year that the New England defense is easy to play against in the first four rounds, and then all of a sudden they just figure everything out? Yep. Same with all their offensive line. They're yep. just leaky, and then after four weeks, bam, bam. they're the, solid, <laughs> the most solid line in the league. Yeah, I can't remember where it is, but I read a, I read a quote from like an old New England an executive. old, old book. Where... Belichick would normally just come out with a strange game plan in one of the first weeks in September or something weird that he was happy to lose a game because he was just trialing things out or trying new things out. And if they won the game, they won the game. If they didn't, they didn't. But he would use it later on in the season. And it was kind of feels like that, like that in September. They're always kind of just trialing things or just experimenting because they know they're just so much better than everyone else that they can just toy with the league a little bit and still just cruise on in and get a and get a like I mean, a, I a buy. Wouldn't put it past him. No, exactly. Um, so the model has uh, Chiefs thirty three, Denver twenty two. Uh, so no real play here. Two percent on the head to head. Denver one percent on the minus ten. So it's a little bit over the shop here with the model. So clear pass. Yeah, 10 such a high number for a divisional game. And Denver really kind of pushed Kansas City a little bit. And they've actually played quite well. I feel like Denver are kind of flying under the radar a little bit, even though their win-loss record isn't that good. Um, I feel like they're a little bit um, underrated right now. So, yeah, definitely a pass from us. Uh, the Jets, they travel to Chicago to take on Mitch Trubisky and the Bears. The line is flat 7. Total is 45.5. Another game, I think, where we're all just passing across the board. Any Any thoughts on the Bears? And the Jets. No. Nada. Nothing at all. Mm-mm. Keen to watch it. Um, I feel like it'd be good to watch Sam Darnold take on this uh, Bears defense. Khalil Mack a little banged up at the moment, and you can tell that the Chicago defense is kind of not as effective as they were. Um, it turns out you need a little bit of pass rush to help the secondary. True. True that. Uh, the model, uh, Daryl's got written here. I'm just going to check on the site because it does update every now and then. 25-20 here in favor of the Bears. 
So there's a 5% line here. Oh, there you go. It's changed in 24 hours. So Daryl filled in his tips yesterday before boarding his flight. So now the Jets plus 7.5. So the line has moved to 7.5. That is why. Uh, so the 7.5 makes it a 5% play for the Jets. I'd imagine back at 7, it wouldn't be a play here. So the Jets plus 7.5 is a play. I don't hate that. I don't mind it either. Um, I haven't checked the odds. It was a, a crazy, crazy day at work, and I did this last night. But uh, So 7.5 now. Um, there is some, um, and I put it, I noted it down in the doc for our DFS podcast. There is some uh, wind and rain expected for Chicago in this game, so that could Isn't that definitely. Yeah, it is always the case. It's always why uh, the odds for the uh, Cubs games always come up really late with the totals because they just don't know the weather and the wind in in Chicago. It's crazy. Nice. Uh, it truly is the windy city. So that is something to monitor. Seven and a half is quite the quite the gap. That half is always uh, always a big difference. So. Still a pass from us, but now the plus 7.5 is a 5% play for Daryl and the model. An orange smiley face. I love how cool that sounds. All right, Washington minus 1 at the Giants. The total's 42. NFC East game. As our resident NFC East expert, fill us in. Nothing. <laughs> got nothing? No, I really got nada. The, uh, the Washington football team aren't a terrific team, but they're being game managed which is how we kind of predicted them to go once they get some more talent in the in the next couple of seasons then i think they might be an actual really like essentially the chiefs but at at this point at this point i don't know nothing i'm kind of leaning towards them though i really am what's the line it, the line is flat one. See, yeah, I, all right, I'm going Washington. Okay, you're in. See, I was expecting it to be around the three mark, and I was keen on the Giants at home. Um, but when I saw it was flat one, I, I'm, I'm just, I can't, kind of can't believe that it is a flat one, but at the same time, if I was going to lean the Giants, that makes sense. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely out. Well, the Giants are bad. The Giants are bad, and they just traded Damon Harrison for a fifth round. So they're in complete shutdown and, and rebuild mode, and they traded Eli Apple to the Saints as well. So they're... Just lost two of the better sort of talented players on their defense. One. one, The one's one? Washington. Yep. So you're on Washington. Washington minus one here. I'll add it to the dock for you. Thanks, mate. Um, oops, that's in the wrong table. But that's our next game here. Oh, by the way, Giants plus one is close to a play for the model here. I'll just update us here. <sighs> the model's drunk again. It's on, those, it's on the beverage package on the flight. <laughs> So, yeah, New York Giants, uh, plus one is a 4% play. So it's not quite a play yet. It's very close. If it gets to plus two and a half or plus three, um, plus three is probably a green, Daryl says. Plus two and a half will be orange. Um, Plus one is close. So something to watch and monitor in the coming days. As I said, the model last week had some big moves on Sunday and Saturday um, towards uh, different teams, and it worked out well for people that followed. Uh, Seattle at Detroit. Detroit are three-point favorites. At home, uh, fresh off a win in Miami. The total is 49.5. Seattle coming off a bye. Uh, Thoughts? Nothing. Fill us in. Nothing. I know know you like something. Yeah. By the way, Denver at Kansas City is um, two teams are meeting each other after winning 45-10 to the previous week. It's truly bizarre. That is weird. Yeah. Um, So that's the first time? I don't, it has to be the first time. Surely, it right? can, cannot have happened before previously. Like, there's just no way that could have happened. Um, so, before I fill us in on our play, I'll just touch in with uh, Daryl and the model. He has Detroit by two. The model um, is giving this a, a pass here. I like Seattle plus three. Um, I just think 
Seattle's underrated. I think they're an underrated team. They're currently sitting... Uh, I won't watch this, by the way. You're not going to watch it? I'm not going to watch this. Seattle are 10th in DVOA right now, um, and Detroit are 28th in DVOA. So you're talking about an 18-point gap in DVOA, and I'm getting a field goal on Seattle fresh off a bye. Um, I like Seattle. I think this is the toughest defense Detroit has had to play um, all season so far. I do think the I think Carry On Johnson is legit. It's finally given them balance. Um, he is a is a very good player, but I just think Seattle are, are too good. They're five and one straight up in their last six games against Detroit. They're seven and three straight up in their last ten games on the road, and they're five and three after their buy during the Pete Carroll era. So I just think uh, you know. I just think Seattle are a much better team. Doug Baldwin's back. Seattle are moving the ball a lot better. They're running the ball well with Chris Carson. Um, and I feel like Detroit's record's a little bit overblown. If Mason Crosby doesn't miss, like, 27 kicks, then their record's looking a lot different, and people are doubting them. As, I say, as I say, I like backing Detroit as a dog. I hate backing them as a favorite here, and I'm getting Seattle plus three. I'm going to take Seattle plus three. Um, I like it. Um, I feel like... They're kind of the sleeping giant still in the NFC. I don't think people are talking about the NFC. Too much. They the have, they st- I don't think they make the playoffs, but I feel like they're a team that people don't want to face in the playoffs just because we know what Russell Wilson can do. They still have players on defense. Frank Clark is a bad man, and he's also a very good, very good uh, defensive player. Footballer? Yes. Sorry, that's a bad joke. But uh, all right, Tampa Bay at Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Oh, this this game might be the one I don't watch ever. Ever? It's a horrible uniform matchup. Tampa Bay at Cincinnati, minus four and a half. Total is 54 and a half. Just something about Tampa Bay's jersey against teams in orange. It's just gross. Um, There's one team in orange. No, last week they played the Browns Browns, and it was terrible on on the eyes. They're brown though, right? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Makes sense. Um, Four and a half. This opened six and went straight to four and a half. Uh, Yeah, Uh, now it's a flat four actually. Flat four is the mark there. Thoughts on this game, apart from it's a yuck game? Nothing. Great English from you. I really don't. It's yucky. It's yucky? (laughs) You're just avoiding? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's not in prime time, which bodes well for the Bengals. Andy Dalton in prime time has been horrendous. Uh, 3% edge here on the Tampa Bay money line. The model, when the model likes Tampa Bay, that's always interesting. Um, But it's not enough to be a play yet, so it's a hard pass from the model uh, for the second straight game. It's a pass from me. The four is tempting. Just I feel like it might be an overreaction to since he just coming up against a buzz or the Chiefs at home. But yeah, I'm, I'm going to avoid that game. Uh, Good man. Okay, Baltimore minus two at Carolina. Total is forty three. Um, this game should be a really good one. Um, two yeah. are kind of the sleeping giants, I think, in the NFL of Carolina Panthers and the Ravens. They play really differently. Very different. It's, it's a really fun game to watch, fun matchup, fun sort of thing. But at the end of it, I feel like it won't be as fun. I feel like the under is the play here. Um, it's going to be a bit of a slog fest. I feel like there's going to be a lot of sort of three and outs and some ugly drives and a lot of punting in this game. Oh, yeah, I'm interested to see if Carolina continue and they, they kind of feed on that because that's kind of Newton's thing. He feeds on momentum, feeds on hype, things like that. Um, kind of fuels him. Yeah. But, yeah, then you've got the most boring guy on the planet on the other side. So, <laughs> yeah. The contrast between these two teams is quite incredible. Like the, the Quarterback Ravens, personality is yeah, great. exactly. The Ravens are winning off strong, hard defense, and, you know, Carolina are winning off really larry offensive plays by just an athletic freak of a quarterback. It's it's quite the quite the difference in the contrast. 
um, in this game. So Daryl, uh, so far yesterday, he said 23-21 Baltimore is a pass. I'll just update that in a sec if this loads. Um, Australian internet working an absolute uh, on fire. Yeah, he's got it Baltimore by one, so there's no real play here at all from the model currently. Yeah, I like the under. Under 43 and a half um, you can get at some places. So, you know, they did score 21 un- unanswered fourth quarter points, but they were held scoreless through the first 49 minutes of that game against an Eagles defense, who were very good. The Ravens are better on defense, though, I think. Um, the total's gone under in the Ravens' last five games with a combined average score of 34 points. Carolina's offense is in bo- is bottom five in plays of 20-plus yards. They're dead last in passing plays of 40-plus yards. Uh, and they're going up against a Ravens defense that's first in yards allowed per game, points allowed per game, sacks, first downs allowed per game, yards allowed per play, and then plays of 40-plus yards given up, um, which is zero uh, so far this season. So um, if they are going to score Baltimore, uh, uh, Carolina, it's going to be long drives, running the ball, um, dinking and dunking, I think, is the way to kind of underneath, which we saw from, from the, the Saints. That's the official uh, dinking and dunking, by the way. Is the official like everyone Patriots says offense. it? No, everyone <laughs> says every like every single quarterback apparently now it's just a dink and dunk quarterback. Except for Mahomes and Goff, who are just airing it, it out like there's no tomorrow, and Aaron Rodgers. Um, but yeah, it's. I just think this is going to be a classic game. It's going to be a ripper. I do think it's going to be a low scoring affair. Something like twenty four seventeen or something like that, possibly. Um, all right, moving on. Indy minus three at Oakland. Um, speaking of fire sales earlier with the Giants, Oakland are kind of in that mode as well as they look towards Vegas in a few years. Uh, yeah, they're hosting the Colts, who the line opened at minus one and a half, and then after Amari got traded, it moved to three. I don't think Amari Cooper is worth one and a half points. So there could be a little bit of a value on the on the Raiders, and I think that's where you're going. No, no, yeah, I am. Um, the Raiders, I don't know. It just seems like this happened. this happened earlier on in the season, didn't it? I feel like I backed the Raiders earlier on in the season in a similar situation when they were back against the wall and they came out and won. Only just. Yep. I'll work out what game it is. They've only won the one game. It it also kind of feels weird. Like, a lot of people are talking up the Colts this week. Evan Silver and the Roto World guys, uh, Mark Sessler and the guys from around the NFL are really hyping up the Colts. I think someone else came out and was talking great about Frank Reich and stuff. It just feels like classic letdown spot here. Everyone's hyping the Colts up. Everyone thinks they can still win the division, me included. Um, just feels like a classic Colts letdown spot here where they lose to a Raiders team that's just like blowing it up and, and just has just no desire to win. Um, they won in overtime against the Browns. I think it was a rare spot where you went against the Browns. Nice. So uh, there we go. But yeah, it just doesn't feel like that. Um, if I can get back to two and a half Indy, I'll take it. If it if it does ever get back to that, I'm not sure if it does. Um, so I'm not, you know, I'm not really sure if it will. Um, but yeah, I like the idea of a deep bomb to Martavis Bryant. Yeah, and Jordy's fine, um, but I feel like the Colts' defense is a little bit underrated. I feel like the d- can they stop Jared Cook? I think Darius Leonard can stop. Darius Leonard is a machine, by the way. He is on track to. Is he better than Jared Cook? Yes, yeah. he's on track. I think you're he's on too track low to on break Cook. the uh, tackle season tackle record, and he's going to play do it in in one less game. He's going to win fifteen games because he already missed the game. Um, it's pretty unbelievable, and he's projected to finish like 40 tackles ahead of the next best guy. It's it's pretty crazy what he's doing, but yeah, I I don't know with this game. It, it By the tough. way, even though it's an impressive stat for an individual, yep. 
tackles isn't a meaningless. It isn't a great stat, but it just means that he's always around the ball. But it also means like. But it tough? also means that your team's always on defense, right? Yeah, we've played a lot of snaps on deep because we play at a fast pace. I think we're second in in um sort of in drive time and all that sort of stuff. I read some stats earlier that we're pace of play. I think we're second in the NFL. Frank Wright's that's another speeding thing. up the offense. I used to think that was a huge thing. Yeah, is it not that good? I'm not sure if it's not that good or we're just doing it that way because over the last few weeks, until T.Y. Hilton came back, I feel like we were going for sort of short, sharp, quick passing attacks because it was the way that the offense could roll with sort of Chester Rogers and Zach Pascal playing wide receiver rather than T.Y. Hilton. And I think we get Jack Doyle back this week as well. So it's going to change things up a little bit. Um, the model has got a 3% edge to Indy minus 3 and a 1% edge to Indy um, and a 2% edge to the under. So there's no real strong play here or, or feel for uh, for the model, but they do like if it does get to 2.5, then Indy will be an orange play. Yep. Um, all right. San Fran at Arizona is uh, is a pick'em game, although it's kind of moved at some places. So San Fran are now minus 1 at some places. So it's minus 1 or pick'em. However you see it, total set at 42.5 or 43. Uh, thoughts? Uh, we were talking about before the yeah. before the podcast. I don't know what to make of this game at all. I don't. I can't. You could easily see the Forty ers coming out and just you know putting something together. Yeah, but they've the- been competitive the last two weeks. I mean, they were competitive for the first quarter against the Rams. It's, it's saying something, I guess. Mm-hmm. But so- then you can see them just choking and then doing nothing. Yeah, how much is those two sort of being competitive taken out? Because I feel like there's two massive sides, two massively different sides to Shanahan. I feel like you get when there was the, when he was in charge of, I know it was the Browns and things like that, but there was those weeks that you just never gave him a chance. They looked crap. They didn't have anything going for him. And then you had, you know, Yep. We've seen what he can do with like Atlanta and things like that. So we I still think he's a good coach. Oh, so do I. Yeah. I think he's yeah. I think he's terrific. But I think he knows that they're in like rebuilding yeah. mode and or not sorry, not rebuilding mode because their two best players are arguably out. Yep. So I think they're just he, I think uh, he's in uh, learning mode. Yeah, I'm not sure if he wants yeah. to give too much away either. Yeah. Exactly. Like yeah, how much is yeah, I feel like he this he'll use his season to not not experiment but kind of just get a better feel for you know who's good on on. Yeah, who or he might try perfect. something and be like, I wonder if this wide receiver can do this. No, like all right, personal, I'll get I'll get yeah. rid of him in the off season. I am keen to see how Arizona look without Mike McCoy, who's just absolutely garbage as an offensive coordinator. Hopefully, doesn't get another job in the NFL. Uh, Brian Leftwich has been talked up as a p- potential head coaching candidate someday down the line, so he's going to step up. Oh, I had the best joke if he become offensive coordinator for the Bears. Like, I was going to say that like Trubisky always throws right, and now they've got left, left which <laughs> that'd be good. Um, but yeah, I I'm keen to see Josh Rosen and David Johnson with a proper offensive coordinator. So I would probably lean towards Arizona if you can get plus one or plus one and a half at that point, just because I feel like they're going to be way better offensively without um, without Mike McCoy. This is a game that I won't watch, but I will be so keen on to see the outcome and be like, ah, oh, that's think, what happened. Yeah, I won't probably keen, like obviously we watch Red Zone, but yeah, like. Obviously, there's some games you prefer to watch on Game Pass on the condensed, but I, I'm actually keen to see how this one turns out. Uh, San Fran is now a minus one green play, uh, despite uh, yeah, despite not nothing being Damn. mentioned from Daryl. So minus one San Fran plus nine percent green lit. 
Uh, so San Fran. So we've got a classic man versus model, even I'm not really making a play, but San Fran minus one. Well, you want to lock is it a, in? Is a, green, <laughs> is a green play for Daryl uh, here. So uh, that's definitely something to watch. Uh, it's funny how it can move in just 24 hours. Uh, green Bay at Los Angeles. LA minus nine and a half at home. 56 and a half is the total. This is the largest point spread ever in Aaron Rodgers' career as a starter. Yeah. He's never been under been an underdog by this amount. So this is pretty pretty unique. And I think it's freaking crazy. You think it's crazy? I think it's crazy. Okay. Can we not can we not all right, this is to me it's ridiculous. It is a high total. It's the same spread that they were favoured by against uh San Fran. It actually moved to eight and a half against San Fran. So I, I do think it's weird. I, I think Green Bay is a little bit overrated, but now I think when I see that line, I'm like, maybe they're a little underrated because they're definitely better than San Fran. Yeah. They have Aaron friggin' Rodgers. But I know. at the same time, they have Mike McCarthy, who's terrible and uninspiring and just so old school that he's going to get the, he's going to get absolutely outcoached by Sean McVay in this game. Uh, well, yeah, I agree. I think that, all right, this, by the way, this could be the game, which I could be completely just putting my foot in mud here. That McVeigh goes, look, I'm legit, and they just smack the Packers, oh. right? That could happen. I would not put it. What past would be anyone. the point spread if you switched it? If it was Jared Goff with Mike McCarthy and Aaron Rodgers with Sean McVeigh, it'd be like eleven and a half. Like imagine Aaron nah, Rodgers more with, than that. Man. Imagine Aaron Rodgers with a proper offensive coach or a proper head coach. It's ridiculous that they keep rolling out Mike McCarthy. Yeah, it's unbelievable. You watch, they'll extend him in the off season. <laughs> no, but I think, oh uh, god. I like the under in this. And I'm the opposite. We're going head to head here. Yeah, so I think... Sell me on the over. Not so much... It's not so much... It's just how I feel the game will go. I do think the Rams will... I think it might start off a little... A little close. I think it'll be, you know... I think they might go 7-all or something like that. Yep. The Rams get get out to a two-touchdown lead or something like that. Yep. Then they kick a field goal, and then it's all about Rodgers trying to claw some back but they don't For get back ultimately short yeah okay that's okay. how i see the game unfolding but okay. because there's points scored it'll go over that total okay i think it's going to go under i think the final scores only surpassed 57 points in six of the rams last 23 games i also like the green bay's pass defense so they're fifth in passing yards allowed um at 212 so i do think that the Rams are going to have to really utilize Todd Gurley. They are the number one rushing team in the NFL. They're absolutely killing it right now. And the Packers have shown that they're quite a sieve on rush defense. So I do think that Rams are going to have longer drives, rush the ball a lot. Todd Gurley might touch the ball like 35 times in this game. Um, and they're going to try and keep the ball out of Rodgers' hands. Like They don't want to keep giving Rodgers time. I feel like it's just going to be longer drives and try and, and, try and control it that way and get the win that way. Um, I don't think they care too much about covering the spread. It's just coming away with, with the win. Not that teams do care about covering the spread, but some teams do love to smack up on, on, on opponents and things. But I think with the schedule ahead for LA, it's just getting wins any way they can. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's why I like the under. A little bit of head-to-head action. So if you're listening, tell us who you trust, uh, me or, or Woot. Tweet us at Woot and why. Uh, so the model has the Rams winning by 11 here, 33-22. to 22. Um, with that nine and a half line, there's a one percent lines across the board here, so no real play from the model here. Um, it's a pass. New Orleans at Minnesota. This game should be a ripper in prime time. Minnesota one point favorite. The total is fifty one and a half. Pick them at most places. Um, for me, it's a pass purely. It's just a popcorn game here. Um, I'm me just too. keen to watch this. Me too. Yeah, I, there's nothing else to say here. 
both these teams, you wouldn't be surprised if they're in the Super Bowl. I, I'd be a little Everson surprised. Griffin back for Minnesota is massive. Yeah, it? that is massive. All right, maybe. No, I wouldn't be surprised then. Defense last couple of weeks has been good, but it is. I, I understand your hesitation when you lose at home to Buffalo. You kind of can't really see that. Wouldn't be surprised if Saints make it completely. Yeah. Yeah, I'm That in would on be that. normal. I'm in on that. Vikings have been a little bit rougher. Cousins has been good this season. I feel like that's overlooked. And Adam Thielen, unbelievable how good he has been. Um, so the Saints, 26-25, the model has it. So no real feel at all. I think they've... I understand the, lot. the line here is pretty spot on. Um, it'll be interesting because it's the late game. It'll move around a lot between now and, and kickoff. So keen to see which way it goes and whether the public leans a certain way or whether the sharps are on a certain way. So that's from a betting perspective, that's always interesting to look at. All right, New England minus 14 at Buffalo. The total is 44.5. So New England, two touchdown favorite against the hapless uh, Bills. You can get 13.5 at some places if you want to bet on the Patriots. It's a bit rich for me, that, that line. Um, I know Buffalo are terrible, but they are a little bit better at home. Um, but Derek Anderson is playing quarterback for them. Uh, the model has New England 27-15, so there's no real edge here yet. Uh, 3% um, on uh, Buffalo money line, so if it gets up to 4 or 5, it'll be an orange play, um, which is interesting. But, um, yeah, the model don't know if, I do that that. if it gets to 14 and a half, don't it'll be know if worth chucking that. it in the model. Um, I don't want any of this game whatsoever. I don't think I'll watch it or take part in it. Um, no, it's one of those games that I'll be like, well, you know. Pats win. New England played it safe and they, they won by seven or whatever. Yeah, or exactly. it's going to be like, oh, Buffalo just suck it's and, and it's New like England 45 killed them. to 10, yeah. yeah. It's like, Actually, it's... I do look at this total and think it's either going to be one extreme or the other. It is. I feel like the result's going to be one or extreme or the other. I feel like, yeah, I feel like the Pats just go in here wanting to get out unscathed and just go about their business, not give away too much. Yeah. Vanilla offense. Like, treat it like a preseason game, essentially. Over under Brian Hoyer snaps in this game. Over under a half. None. <laughs> All right. If, if it does get out, under. Like, if it does get out like 33 to 10 in the third or something, you could see Brian Hoyer come in. Yeah, I don't think it'll happen. No. All right. There we go. Good. Um, all right. We'll come back in a second with our lock of the week. There are touchdowns, and then there are touchdowns! Experience a true touchdown with a Stats Insider premium subscription. That's NFL predictions and value plays for every game, giving you the ultimate edge against the bookies. Touchdown in every way possible this season. Head to statsinsider.com.au and start your free trial today. Gamble responsibly. Lock of the week. Looking across the board, there's no real agreement from a three. Three-person perspective. Um, we can go Miami if you like. I think Miami's the only one because Dar- I'll go Miami because we've also had luck on Thursdays, haven't we? We have. We've had. We've. I think we're undefeated on Thursdays when we lock never it up. Lost. So that's uh, undefeated, never lost. Um, yeah. So like, like looking at some of the others, like you know, while I agree with you on on a play, then Daryl's against it, or Daryl and I are on something, and then you're against it. It doesn't quite link up. So Miami's kind of the only one where you're like got no opinion on it, but you don't. You don't mind it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think Miami plus seven and a half tomorrow. It's a very Larry contrarian play. It feels like a lot of people are going to be on the Houston minus seven. All the trends point to them um, after Miami's last couple of weeks October. and Houston's win streak. But you look at Houston's wins. Last week was their only legitimate win. They've kind of been lucked into it. They were within a whisker of fi- firing Bill O'Brien, and now everyone's singing their praises. It seems a little bit steep for me. I have a soft spot for Houston. I don't know why. So do I. Like, I, like Deshaun Watson is a fun player to watch, and you root for him. You root for how tough he is. He's playing with a uh, – the rumor is a punctured lung right now. 
it's unbelievable. And JJ Watt's comeback, um, you know, I used to joke about JJ Watt, but I've come to really appreciate him because the year without him, it was not fun to watch that defense. No. Like he watching him wreck offensive linemen is fun to watch. He's apart a from big when dude. it's against the Colts. By the way, if you didn't know, he's a big dude. There you go. Huge guy. Breaking news. JJ Breaking Watt, news, a big dude, big dude. And Miami plus seven and a half is our lock of the week. That wraps up. By the way, Jadavian should definitely do something for Halloween with his surname. <laughs> definitely. Did you see Dame Lillard show up as Stone Cold? I did. That was unbelievable. unbelievable. Interesting with his skin color. Yeah, I like that he wore the mask, but then didn't. Yeah. yeah, he didn't go the reverse um, blackface, which thank God, like I did not Imagine want to that. deal with that. that Another would... blackface controversy yeah. in 2018 is beyond me. Anyway, uh, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at JYNFL. You're at this is Woot. You can follow us on Twitter at Woot and Wine. You can follow Stats Insider on Twitter as well at Stats Insider. Um, hopefully, Daryl, when you're listening to this, you've landed safe and sound, and our uh, NFL preview article will drop uh, overnight in the morning. So. Um, reminder, plus seven and a half is our lock of the week, and we'll be back next Miss week. Miss you, Daryl.